Welcome to the Octavius Gould Experience, and I am your host, Octavius Gould. Today, I'm excited to bring to you episode 11 titled, Roadblocks to Creativity. In episode seven, I discuss ways in which entrepreneurs could use creativity to survive. Unfortunately, the number of barriers to creativity is limitless. Some of these barriers include unsupportive management, time pressures, overly rigid company policies, pessimistic colleagues, and countless others. In my opinion, the most difficult hurdles to overcome are those that people impose on themselves. We learn while being educated that there's a right answer to every problem. For example, I took tons of tests in college where I was conditioned to believe that there was only one correct answer. In reality, most problems are ambiguous. Depending upon the question one asks, there may be several right answers. I was intrigued a while back while reading articles about how the Jacksonville Jaguars had to overcome the disadvantage of limited high-end hotels in the city when they submitted a proposal to the NFL to host the 2005 Super Bowl. The team's approach was based on assumptions that there was more than one right answer to providing upscale hotel space. They got creative and used creativity to propose to dock cruise ships along the St. John's River that actually served as floating hotels, putting visitors within walking distance to the football stadium. After perusing their proposal, the NFL officials surprised the sports world and awarded Jacksonville the Super Bowl. Now that's creativity. But I really think Jacksonville needs to get creative again because they had a really bad season. They fired their coach halfway through the season. They should hire Byron Leftwich, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator, whom Jacksonville drafted number seven overall in the 2003 NFL draft. I think he played quarterback for them from 2003 to 2006. This isn't a sports podcast, so I'll stay in my lane, although I did play college football in college before injuries prematurely ended my career. So back to business. It's important for entrepreneurs to be logical. Logic is a valuable part of the creative process, especially when evaluating and implementing ideas. But be careful because during my career in leadership roles, as well as in entrepreneurship, I learned a hard way that logic can at times restrict our creativity. Focusing too much effort on being logical sometimes creates interference with our ability to use our intuition. What do I mean? Intuition, which is based on the accumulation of experiences and knowledge we acquire over the course of our lives, resides in our subconscious. The key is that it can be and should be unleashed. This is why, in my opinion, people who consider themselves highly educated fail at times as entrepreneurs. It would serve us all better to use non-logical thinking freely, especially during the creative process. I like to tell professionals who I mentor that one key to success in business is to avoid blindly following the rules. I'm not telling you to go out there and break your rules and get fired today or break your rules and have your business go under. We learn at an early age, we can't color outside the lines. Now, I occasionally went outside the lines anyway, so now I think maybe it was a good thing. My friends, sometimes creativity relies on our ability to break existing rules in order for us to realize new ways of doing things. This goes hand in hand with some business professionals always being too practical. 
I like to say that freeing practicality frees our minds to consider creative solutions that may otherwise never surface, leaving us buried under piles of what ifs. Back to the NFL talk. Coaches who have disregarded practicality for a period of a time have become some of the most innovative minds in the game. They're winners, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, or even other sports. The most creative coaches find ways to put their teams and their players in a better position to win. Now, people normally catch up with them after a while, so they have to continuously get even more creative, but they are willing to do so. And that's how entrepreneurs have to approach their business. Every day they have to try to get better and really free up their minds to think creatively, to find new ideas and new ways of progressing their business. And then even once they achieve a level of success, they need to continue tapping into the creative resources within them to sustain that success. I often wonder why children are so creative. My 11-year-old and 18-year-old daughters are extremely creative. I think it's because they understand that a playful attitude is fundamental to creative thinking. Okay, maybe they don't think like me, but kids do learn while playing. If they can, entrepreneurs can too. If entrepreneurs play a little to loosen up, they will learn to try new approaches, then discover what works and what doesn't work. I'm not saying to go play double dutch, jump rope or hoops or tag in your office. It's more about having fun at times while solving problems. Whether you're a small business owner or a new entrepreneur, you want to create an environment that is conducive to success. But you want to make that environment fun because everyone is surrounded by chaos in the world. So try to create a fun environment where people are willing to learn and try new things. Entrepreneurs cannot fear looking foolish to people who lack an understanding of entrepreneurship. Some of the best entrepreneurs understood that creative thinking is no place for conformity. Small business owners should constantly be questioning and challenging the old accepted ways of doing things. Even in my early career at MCI Telecommunications in my 20s, I pretty much always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So I was always professionally questioning things and trying to identify ways in which we could do things different to be more efficient and effective. And I think it's one of the things that helped me progress my career and earn five promotions in five years. And as an entrepreneur, I took the same approach to growing my business. And not only tapping into my own creativity, I tried to form strategic partnerships and have relationships with like-minded business professionals and tap into their creative minds as well and share ideas back and forth, especially with individuals who weren't direct competitors. So that's a tip for some entrepreneurs out there, whether it's joining a think tank or just being a part of an association where you're not faced with dealing with people on a weekly or monthly basis who are your direct competitors so that you can freely and openly talk about your business and share some of the challenges that you face that are keeping you up at night and help others provide you with information that may allow you to resolve issues and grow your business more rapidly with new innovative ideas. The function of an entrepreneur is to evaluate old ways of doing things and ask, is there a better way? By eliminating the old, entrepreneurs create the new. So entrepreneurs cannot fear to make mistakes or fear failure. 
Creative entrepreneurs realize that trying something new often leads to failure. However, they don't see failure as an end. It's actually something that represents a learning experience on their path to success. I learned early on as an entrepreneur that failure is an important part of the learning process. It actually alerts entrepreneurs when to change their course of action. Numerous entrepreneurs fell before they succeeded. So when you're looking at social media posts, don't think that everyone starts a business in the next week. They're generating profitability and they're successful. There are so many prominent business professionals in the world who failed over and over and over again until they achieved success. But they were able to set aside the disappointment of failure to try again. The key is to learn from failure. It's to fail intelligently. I've always been struck by business professionals who limit themselves because they believe they must be an Einstein. I've heard that people who believe that they're not creative in all likelihood behave that way, making that belief come true. In my opinion, everyone possesses the ability to be creative. The concern is that not everyone will tap into that creativity. And that's what differentiates the good or the bad entrepreneurs from the great ones. The most successful business owners in this world find a way to unleash their creative powers. And more importantly, they find a way to inspire others to tap into their creative powers. The best entrepreneurs are willing to take risk, explore new ideas, play a little and ask what if. This approach will help an entrepreneur develop new skills, attitudes, and motivation that makes them much more creative, which, as I mentioned in episode seven, is one of the keys to entrepreneurial success. In closing, remember this quote from Erich Fromm, creativity requires the courage to let go of certainties. My friends, if you're a business owner or aspiring entrepreneur who covets compelling content on entrepreneurship or leadership, please hit like, share, and subscribe to my podcast today. I want to make sure that you're alerted to future episodes that includes bringing on guests who are CEOs, small business owners who are facing some of the challenges that you're facing today and who have overcome some of the issues that created a roadblock for you and kept you stuck. Because my podcast is all about creating a roadmap to success. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Carpe diem.